0: Have you guys ever dodged a bullet? Not not literally.
1: literally. No no one's ever shot at me. Uh, Why, Jenny? No, no,
0: I bring this up because I was scrolling through Reddit this morning, and I just thought that was a really good question. You know, because we've all gone through things in our life, and maybe it was for me. I've been in a lot of really bad relationships, and those people turned out to be not-so-great people after we parted ways, and I think, man, like, dodge that bullet.
1: Gotcha. Um,
0: I had a situation with an ex-best friend who... It was the long story short of it yeah. is that she was using me for a lot of things, and um, I, I found out some things, and I feel like I dodged that bullet because it could have gotten a lot worse. You know right. what I mean? So I'm just kind of wondering, have you guys ever dodged a bullet?
1: Um, I guess when you ask me that question, I can't help but, by default, think of relationships, and uh, in that case, yes. Like I feel like you've talked about, you've talked very openly about how you were in a lot of toxic relationships in your 20s, guys yeah. who were. Just as I talk to you now, think how how could you possibly tr- treat Jenny Matthews in a toxic manner? But
0: I also know with the confidence I have now in myself and w- that I know who I am now as a person, I would never put up with the nonsense I put up right. with. I just wasn't strong enough back then.
1: So I, I will say that I guess I guess I, I would take that as a point of pride because if there was a uh, relationship that I knew wasn't going to work out, I am pretty quick. I back in the day, I found my wife, I found my person now. But when when I was when it was not her. Once I realized that this relationship was over, or was I wouldn't call it dodging a bullet, you know, for the most part. Like, if I were to run into most ex girlfriends a day, I'd be like, hey, how I would genuinely wish them well. Sure.
0: And me too, to be fair. But, I don't care.
1: But when you wish, but like, when I knew the relationship was over, or the, I knew that I wasn't going to be in it for forever. I would be pretty quick to be like, look, it's not working. And, and boo, they hated when I did it. I feel like maybe now going back, I feel like if I talked to an ex, maybe she would appreciate the blunt honesty. Right. But, but when it was happening, maybe not appreciate it as much. Sure. Uh, but you can
0: look back now and say, you know.
1: I'm glad I dodged. I, I didn't try did, to pursue that.
0: Yeah, mean, it's a little strong, but when, right.
1: When it wasn't that good. That, well, that's the only thing I can think because I can't think of any other. Bullets I did ident- well, I don't know if I really dodged this bullet maybe the the shooter moved the gun, but i uh the the very first radio job I had, they fired me mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a week or two later when I was I, I had my apartment was rented through the end of the month so I could uh, I was able to get out of it and uh, it was as I was driving out of town. There was a huge ice storm. I don't know if you're in Missouri in 2007, the winter of 06 and 07. There's a huge ice storm. One of those where ice forms on the power lines, so power lines start coming down, trees start coming down because of the weight of the ice. Our radio tower froze (gasps) to the point where the guys, so so my bosses were also the morning show guys, and the only way we could put out any content whatsoever is they had to drive. To where the tower was, which by the way, Sleeper, Missouri, for anybody wondering. They had to drive out to the tower and do like a six hour, no commercial, no music, impromptu show that oh. was that was that sounded um about the same level of quality as a phone call would sound. They were like, Hey, we're uh, here live from the tower, and it's, uh, yeah, this is what happens in an ice storm in a small town. Oh, I mean, my it was, it was six hours of that, and I'm listening to that as I'm driving out going, but that was also kind of like a sign from God for me, like... You're leaving at just the right time. Right. Yeah. So the, yeah, those are my bullets that I've dodged. Yeah.
0: And I and I think in life, you know, like, you know, I I don't look back with a lot of regret on things for anything because I think everything takes you to where you need to be next. So, you know, you could say you dodged bullets along the way, but really you just, you know, you took a path and it hopefully helped you to avoid, you know, going the wrong way with it. Tater, you ever dodge a bullet?
2: I, I wouldn't say relationship wise or anything like that. I probably would say back in the day my mom would always pull first in the driveway and then I would pull behind her. Well, that day that uh, a storm came through, I didn't actually park behind her. I parked in front of the house and it was such a strong storm. Like it was flipping trampolines out of people's yards, up in the power lines. It, it was that strong wind. It knocked a tree over and it would have smashed right on my car I, for some reason, parked it out in the street, like right on the curb, and my car would have been completely plied, totaled. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, you dodged a is... the
0: bullet there. I've never heard of that story.
1: That's a heck of a story. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I haven't even thought about that in years until you guys were like, you, know, you guys went in relationships, and I'm right. like, well, I don't think I've really had anything like that. What else crazy happened? And that jogged my memory.
0: I think more so than relationships, this ex-best friend you know, situation that I had. First of all, people say don't go into business with your friends. Don't go into business with your friends it's it's just not a good idea because i I thought we were as solid as it gets you know and it just i won't get into all the details of it but you know when i found out some of the things i found out and how she had just been doing some stuff behind my back and just had bad intentions and was trying to you know just use me for certain things Mm -hmm. it it just felt so gross to me and that breakup honestly a friendship breakup and i know guys probably don't feel this way breaking up with a, a girlfriend you know Man, that hit me harder than some of my breakups with guys. That's just a bond you don't expect to be broken. You know, she knew everything about me. I knew, I thought I knew everything about her. You know, it just, it's... I was so sad and devastated after that, but I feel truly that I did dodge a bullet by getting out of that situation because she wasn't my friend. If someone who would, you know, you could lose trust in like that and it would disrespect you, that's not your friend, you know. But it was hard.
1: Hey, I think guys listening may understand more than you realize. Um I don't think we do it. Like I don't think I've ever. There are there are people that I've lost touch with. Uh, some on purpose. Some some good friends of mine from high school actually. Uh, a friend of mine got married very young. And, uh, and we, they would always argue when they were together in high school, he went to the Navy you know how that happens. A lot of times someone goes to the Navy, but they've had their girl, their high school girlfriends so they're like, well, we got to get married oh, so you right. can come with me. And like, I, I, I don't understand it perfect personally, but I, I, I guess cause I, cause I don't want to pass judgment cause I don't know their situation. But like, to me, that just always seemed crazy. Like why in the world would you do that? Like mm-hmm. the whole world's out there and your, your high school girlfriend. Okay. But, um, I remember the, the the longer he was with her, and she and she wasn't a bad girl or anything. They just they just weren't right for each other. But the longer he was with her, it's like the the kind of crazier he got. Like the stuff he would post on social media was just was just kind of head scratching stuff. And so I uh, I wouldn't say I had a brick. You know what I did? I ghosted him. You did? I go. I, you know what? I, I've never done that to a girlfriend, but I I think I ghosted one of my high school friends who still will occasionally try to reach out on social media, and I'm just like. Like, you no, know, nah, I'm good. That's
0: something that I had to learn in life is that I do believe that there are certain people that are put into your life for a reason and a season. I truly believe that because I think, you know, I had some really close friends growing up and. I, you think in the moment like, oh, we're always gonna be together. We're always gonna be friends. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I moved a couple times. Now I'm in the Midwest. They're on the right. East Coast. You just lose, you know, you lose touch, and your lives go in different directions. And I think that we need to normalize that a little bit as a society. Like that doesn't. It's not necessarily always a bad thing. It doesn't have to be like a terrible, you know, split of a friendship or whatever. It's just people grow apart, you know, and that's that's okay. Yeah, but,
1: I, I used to live about a, a hundred and twenty miles outside of Kansas City in, in Columbia, Man, and I my 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 best friend in Columbia like I, when we moved to Kansas City I was like well you know like every couple months and we were like we thought we were being honest about, it, like you know hey every couple months I'll come out and then a couple months later you come out to Kansas City hang out with us and just and and complete radio silence and I've tried reaching out a couple times. Mm -hmm. That one actually is kind of the other way because I kind of feel like I got ghosted there and I'm not sure why. But
0: you know to be fair it might not even be. It's not. It's not because I know I can think of so many people like I think fondly of so many friends that are on the East Coast that I mean I'll be real I just I'm bad about it. I don't Mm -hmm. you know but then I guess they are too. We just it's (sighs) <sighs> Your life gets busy. You start having kids, yeah. and you work, you're tired, and I mean, it's just life happens. Know, and I know,
1: I know. Actually, he has since I've left has has had another child. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he's
0: he's busy. He's busy. Yeah, yeah, he's got things
1: to do. And, I, and I'm like, part one day, I took it. I was like, you know what? I don't like that he hasn't called. And, and my wife reminded me, well, he did just become a father. Like, they did just have a third kid. And I'm like,
0: yeah, but you're I right. guarantee, if you ran into this guy somewhere, you would probably everything would be cool, and you'd have a nice moment, and that would be that. You know what I mean? Right. It's I don't know. Life's hard like that. I think it's, but I think, you know, at this stage of the game, so this friendship, you know, this went away just a couple of years ago. So this is, I mean, we're like, we're grown women, like with kids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that's why it's so weird for me. It's one thing to like split with a friend when you're, I don't know, maybe younger and you're you're being, you're being growing up, you're getting more mature, you know, you're doing dumb things. I don't know. I feel like by this stage <laughs> of the game, like, don't we kind of know who we are and like, don't we yeah. kind of have it together? So
1: I've I heard somewhere that I when know. you're 27 years old, that is when you're fully Grown, and you're like you're you're. That's when you fully come into who you are as a person. But your personality won't change anymore. Like at 27, is when your your final personality. Is, is it and you're done. Does that make sense what I'm yeah, trying to it say? It does,
0: and I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think I'd push it a little more to like 30, but maybe that was just me. Maybe I was a little slow to get there. Yeah. You know. But definitely by 30s and, of course, 40s, I just feel like, don't you know, Wait, like, no. are you still screwing people over when you're 40? I yeah, hope I not. Just, <laughs> no,
1: I just want to call my old friends from other radio town. like, man, how are you? I miss you, buddy. Come on. That's yeah. just me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting emotional. Tater, what's up?
2: Uh, Speaking of like friends that you may have not talked to a while, did any of you go to your high school graduation? uh, Like, what am I trying to say? Reunion. Uh, Reunion. That's it. That duh.
0: I never have. I've not gone to any of them, and I'll tell you why. Especially with social media, anybody I'm interested in, I've caught up with them there. I've seen pictures of their kids. I don't really need to go.
1: Social media has ruined high school reunions. I feel like there's no there's no need to go. I remember. Like, I, I remember even seeing on Facebook people from my high school planning the 10-year reunion. Like, hey, the 10-year reunion. And I remember thinking, to my and I genuinely meant it. Like, oh, man, that is so cool. There is no way I'm going to miss that event. When is it? Six months from now? Oh, my gosh. Book it. I right. am ready to go. And then it's like a week out, and you're just like...
0: Eh. Eh. I know. I know. Eh, I'm good. I know. Save.
1: I'm good. I, yeah, social media, I think, will forever ruin. I think the high school reunion is a thing of the past now. I really believe that.
2: Did you ever go? No, I missed mine. Uh, I was up in Northern Illinois uh, right. where we used to work back in the day. And I just, I felt like I literally couldn't take time off to go down. I think it was more of an excuse. I mean, really, I would like to see, I think I like interaction, I like being with people versus seeing Facebook or sure. Instagram. I like that human interaction. So I think if the 20 year, which would be coming up in 23, I think I probably would check it out because, you know, I mean, I've since then, you know, life has really changed for me, you know, and
0: did you guys go to a big or a small high school? Like, my graduating class was about 500 and something kids.
1: Yeah, mine was similar. I mean, because I, I was a, in the suburbs, basically. And Taylor, I know you were too. I feel like you were on the Illinois side of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I feel like your graduating class
2: is probably a little smaller. I mean, just a smidge. I mean, it, it was. it's a pretty big school because, yeah. uh, like, the city that I grew up in, they used to have two high schools back in the day. Okay. And then they turned one into a community college. So then everybody had to go to the south one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it, it was a pretty big school, well, really.
0: Yeah. Here's why I ask that, because I look at the school – Of course, it's elementary school, but that my kids go to and there are like a grand total of, I think, 20 kids total in each combined, you know, with their with their classes. And I could see them absolutely, if that's the way it continues through high school, you know, wanting to have a reunion situation, because these kids all know each other so, so well, it's a small group you know, my in-laws, they always go to their reunions, they, they still, they go on trips with people that they went to high school with, same thing, their class wow. was like 20 something kids, but that's I think that's kind of cool if you have a smaller group but man, 500 kids, I didn't even know half the kids. Yeah, and
1: I had a uh, and like my group of friends, we were of all different ages so we weren't even all in the same class mm-hmm, Right. and then like my most serious girlfriend in high school, we didn't go to the same high school Exactly. So yeah, to, to see, it would be interesting, but there'd be only be a handful of people that I'd really be interested in talking. I don't think I would recognize or remember three quarters of the people there, and who wants that awkwardness?
0: I'll tell you, same. Because I see stuff on Facebook. They're like, "So and so from our class died," and of course, I'm like, "Oh my god, who died?" And then I look, I'm like, "I have that's so sad," but I'm like, "I have no idea. I mean, absolutely oh. no idea." But
2: then you wished them happy birthday.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've told that on the podcast, but I, I one time wished happy birthday to a dead Facebook friend and it was just so embarrassing. Mm. So <laughs> one of their friends was like, um, you know that like so-and-so died two years ago. Like, oh, oh no, I didn't know that. Sorry. Whoops.
1: You know what? I do remember, uh, cause it was the top story, um, where I went to high school. Uh, the top story on the, on the St. Louis local news one night was that a, uh, a teacher at a local high school, uh, died in a motorcycle wreck. Mm. And then I, they read the name, and then they said the name, and I was like, oh, I went to high school with a guy with the same name. I, I wasn't really friends with him, but I recognized the name, and I was like, oh, I went to high school with a guy with the same name. That's kind of freaky. And it was him. Like, I was like, like he is like my age, and he is dead from a motorcycle accident, oh. and that freaks me out. Yeah, like, that's, that's
0: weird. That shouldn't happen. That's... There's
1: I, there's like three, because I, I do have a Facebook page that like no one really ever posts on, but every once in a while somebody does, and there's been like three or four deaths in my class, and I'm so I'm 34, so what, 15 years out of high school? Sixteen. Oh, see, (laughs) math. (laughs) So I guess it wasn't that good of a high school. But what I'm saying is, it's 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 freaky that you know I'm not even forty, but multiple classmates of mine from high school have already passed away. That's kind of freaky. It It is freaky. Makes you feel mortal. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you feel immortal, but then other times you're like, yep. Do you guys do you guys ever see the movie Tag with Jeremy Mm -hmm. Renner who Mm -hmm. was Hawkeye in the Avengers movies? Oh, where the group of friends they've been playing tag for the, years. The storyline behind the movie is yeah, these guys from high school, like one day they started playing a game of tag. Mm-hmm. And what they did was I made this I, I thought of it, Jenny, because of your story about your parents who still talk to people to this day. The story what the storyline goes is that every these are all grown men now, and it's based on a true story. Every May the entire month would start a new round of their ongoing game of tag. These men had grown up, I think, in Washington State, but they had moved all over the country. One lived in Boston. One lived in Texas. But every year, every every uh, every year, every May, all May long was a game of tag. They would have to remember who was it. And what these guys would do is they would literally fly to their friend's cities.
0: Oh. Sup-
1: not not – Say anything, but I have to come up with a sneaky way to sneak it behind him, and like literally had no idea it was behind him. I say tag, bam, tag, you're it. And it's like, what? But then they'd hug it out. That's cool.
0: Honestly, I'm envious of that. I wish that, you know, I had something like that. Or, you know, my husband grew up in Kansas City, and when there's a group of girls from his high school, they were like cheerleaders together. They did all the things together. To this day, I mean, they're still close like that they oh. go on girls trips together i just don't have that
1: your husband's talking to the cheerleaders from high school still yeah, right? interesting yeah. i don't know how i feel Not about bad. that jenny yeah?
0: well speaking of uh you know age type things i i do have a question okay. <laughs> No, i'm asking two dudes two dudes <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know where we're gonna go with this burping
2: and scratching here we go
0: all right i'm gonna start the story this way so i did a little shopping the other day you know spring is summer approaching we're going on spring break to orlando and i'm like okay i need some shorts right so I go, I try on some shorts and I, I'm feeling myself. Like I thought, you know, God, as pale as I am right now, and I'm, you know, maybe a few pounds extra because hey, well, COVID.
1: Did they make your butt look good? I
0: thought my booty looked good. I was feeling myself in these shorts and even the girl at the store was like, yes, girl. Yes. You know, like I was having a moment. So I get home and I'm doing my little fashion show for the family because cause everyone cares. <laughs> what I purchased, right?
1: Your eight and your 10-year-old are like, oh, mom, I like those shorts. Totally
0: care. Um, and my daughter was like, ooh, mom, a little tight on the thighs.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> she told me wow. that my shorts were a little tight on the thighs. I was like, oh, thanks, girl. Now, here's what I do. I love kids. I appreciate their honesty. And then I went and looked again in the mirror. I'm like, maybe they are a little tight in the thigh. You know what I mean? I didn't want to like have that in admission to myself, but I went for it.
2: Okay. But, I mean, isn't that kind of what you want to do is show off your backside? I mean, or, or are you saying they were so tight, kind of like a rubber band on your skin, like the skin was protruding, like, outward? Oh, wow. oh, I mean, right. how oh, how, oh. how much tightness oh. I, was going that's on? wrong question I, I to ask. I think
0: but. she meant, I actually think she meant what Tater's kind of saying. I think she meant, like, they were just a little snug on the thigh. A little snug. <laughs> this is why like I bring... Like a rubber band? Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The
0: Put fat it on your spilling forearm. Spilling out. You know what Thank I'm you, Tater. About. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's why I bring that up to you guys. At what age? Because, okay, I'm 45. I have two kids. I think I'm still, like, okay for my age. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm working it, I, I think.
1: I thought you were, like, 35 tops. Thank you,
0: and I love you. You bet. Um, But at what age? I'm serious. Like, when is it too old for women? Because my husband's like, these shorts, are they're cute on you. He's like, but you usually wear, like, the, he's used to me in, like, the shorty shorts. I call them Daisy Dukes because I don't know what else to call him. But you know right. what I mean? Like, I usually go a little shorter. But I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm a mom now, and I'm 45, and I don't want to look frumpy by any stretch. But right. I can't be rolling up to kids' activities like with my butt hanging out. Like, I, at what age? See, and I'm looking at you. Mike's I don't like, think your what? husband would mind. I don't think going would be like, would "Hey." That but truly, do you think that there is an age where women need to start dressing a different way? And I know I'm asking two guys, but I want the male perspective.
1: I. The answer is is no. There's not an age, but there's a. It's it's when you. It's not when you are a certain age, but maybe when you look. A certain age. You look like you could still pull it off, so you should do it.
0: And maybe if I was going out with a bunch of friends or we were going out to a concert or something like that, like maybe I would wear the shorty short. I know. A what? A concert. What is this concert you speak of? But you get what I'm saying? Like maybe in a more of a social setting or something fun, like a party atmosphere, yeah. that would be okay. But I'm talking about, think about me, and I take my kids to their sports and I'm on mm-hmm. the sidelines with the other parents, like watching the games.
1: Yeah, maybe having your ass hang out at that point in time is not the best uh yeah. thing to do. But I wouldn't go too much longer though cuz you don't want to cuz it's cuz you want to maybe not have your 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 butt cheeks hanging out, but you also don't want to look like a frumpy mom. Like so
0: No. So maybe I don't. You just find
1: shorts that are like an inch longer, 2 That's inches longer. Did.
0: That's what I did. Yeah. So And I felt good. Like I said I felt cute in them. Right. I felt good about it. And I think, like, for the most part, you know, they say embrace your, no matter what size you are or whatever, like, embrace your body, you right. be you, and that's fantastic, but we all, we all have our things, you know, our self-conscious, oh, that's a question, are you guys self-conscious about anything on your body?
1: Yeah, we've had this conversation before, maybe not, maybe was it on the podcast or not, because you'll remember, I, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's my lack of muscles, like, I'm not a very muscular guy.
0: And you're, did you say your freckles? Are we talk about your freckles. I
1: used to freckles used okay. to bother me. Uh, not so much that. anymore.
2: But you can change that, Mike. I know. Listen, I was at the gym and I literally thought about you at the gym. You're like, well, I don't want to go to the gym because I don't want people grunting and da 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 da. Oh my god! It's not like that, man. At least, at least my experience. Well. I mean, it, if listen, if you're lifting a lot of weight, you know, I mean, that may happen ever so often, or the clinging of the 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 weights hitting the ground yeah, because the clanging and banging. But what I'm saying is, you have the possible chance of changing that, even with weights in your basement. So, and and you're absolutely right,
1: and I acknowledge that. But I know myself well enough to know that I lack the motivation to actually ever to go through with it. I am not motivated enough because I'll just wear I just wear hoodies now. So but, what? It's fine. This, this is how you nothing, change it.
0: I think you. I think you look great, and I think I can't see you rolling in here with like these bulging muscles, and you know where you can't hardly put your arms to your side. No, 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 that's not. just not you. Or, or, or even
1: even tone, like maybe a little more muscle, and you then can tone. tone
0: it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not. But,
1: but again, I, and I, but I, this is just, and, and some of you are just going to roll your eyes, but like there are just some people in the world like me who are just confident enough to admit that I don't have the necessary motivation to change my body. I don't, I don't have it. But even if, if you if, did, if, I
0: can't picture you. Like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. <laughs> not can't.
1: like that, But, you know, but like, no, not like a Schwarzenegger, but like a Zac Efron. You know, okay. You
2: know, oh. yeah. Hey. Yeah, he look good. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, I would say just a little definition. I mean, I'm just saying that it, it's going to be beneficial for you if you would like to lift some weights and maybe do a little bit of cardio. Listen, I mean, I, I, I built muscle, and I know that I can feel that I've had a change within the last year of muscle because of different exercises that I'm doing with the weights, lifting-wise, that... If I was a little bit skinnier, I think I would look pretty good. But, I mean, that's my issue. I've always kind of been the chubby-cheek, pudgy-little-finger kid. So I'm you know, trying to grow out of that body. But, hey, I
1: mean, I get it. Sp- speaking of uh, decisions that make us a little chubbier, Tater, you'd be proud. Because yesterday, uh, it was. we had like one day in Kansas City. It was 70 degrees. And uh, so I fired up the Traeger. I know you fired up the grill. I fired up the Traeger, and I bought a 12-er of uh, Natter-days. <laughs> like, let's uh... go. You did? Guess awesome. what I got
2: yesterday. What? Mango Cart. Hey. By Golden Road. Have you had that? I've, I've I've heard of it. I've seen it. I have not
1: tried it yet. I bet it's wonderful.
2: Jenny, you might like it as well. It's it's uh, the mango-flavored beer. Now, I've heard from quite a few people that don't drink beer that this is the one they can handle. No, yeah.
0: Tater, I'm a real man. I drink actual real beer. <laughs> <laughs> you drink Mick <Mint> Ultra. <laughs> you man- drink carbonated water. <laughs> Shut up, and I love it.
2: Mango Cart for me, Natter for you. I'm a real man. I drink Mic Ultra. <laughs> hey, I, t- I, t- I tell you what.
1: I'll tell you the kind of man that I'll never live up to. So we were, uh, recently I may have made a, uh, well, not the smartest investment, but sometimes you just got to splurge on, on silly things. And uh, we were at Costco because we were out of coffee and we needed to get coffee. And the Costco coffee run ended up turning into, hey, let's buy a 55-inch big screen while well, we're at it. Why wouldn't
0: you? This is me at Target. Yeah. I get
1: it. Let's buy a fi- and a big screen for the bedroom, by the way. Not even sure. for like a minute. Nah, just get a big screen for the bedroom. <laughs> and uh, so we, we bought this big... By the by the way, for the record, excellent deal. It was an out-of-the-box TV. Like Somebody returned it, perfect condition. It was just the wrong size or whatever. Uh, 55-inch TV, 260 bucks at Costco. I mean, that's a, wow. that's a deal. It was, it was I think it was regularly 400
0: And it's working well because I know you know it didn't have the box. Sup-
1: super sharp, super clear so far. So we got it. We put it up in the bedroom of the first night. So I told my wife, I was like, you know, since we got this new TV, you know what we ought to do? We ought to start a new show. One we've been talking about, start new shows. We had a couple shows lined up that we both wanted to try. And I was like, I think the show that we should watch is Yellowstone. Everybody, y'all know, everybody is talking about the show. So
0: many good things about it,
1: and up until this moment, none of us had watched it. And so, I, I suggest to her. She's like, "Yes," because it's one of those things that we always talked about doing. But you know how it is when you get into a new show; like you talk about. It feels like you've talked about it for a couple of times before you finally actually sit down and start watching mm-hmm. it. Because it is a commitment. It's almost like a relationship. You got really to really sit down and commit to it. So we watch Yellowstone, and y- you want to talk about real men? Woo! Those cowboys on that show, man, I'll I'll never even come close to. They got those uh, those, those hay bale lifting muscles. You, they got muscles in places where I don't even have places. Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> boys are jacked, and that that show, my God! But here's here's the thing about that show is because uh, that's the, we're hooked on. Right, we just finished season one, mm-hmm. and we've got two to go. But I'm telling you what, watching that show with my wife is a trip because there's a lot of, a lot of horses in that show, a lot of horse training and things like that. And my wife, for those who don't know, went to college on an equestrian scholarship. She rode horses. She was the Pinto Queen 2010. Get it, girl. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds, she's got a ridiculous looking picture with a cowboy hat and a tiara on Mm. the cowboy hat. Incredible. But I love bringing it up at parties when she's hammered. I'll be like, check it out. (laughs) So... But watching it with her is interesting because she's very familiar with, like, how to train horses, how to ride horses, and I just see, like... A guy getting thrown off a horse, you yeah. know, like, he's like, oh, the horse went crazy. She's like, oh, no, if you do that, you've got to turn the horse's head to the right so he can't run away. He just runs in circles till he tires himself out. Oh, he's about to buck you off. Oh, and, like, the horses call him. She's like, heads up, there's a fly on the horse's butt. And if it bites him, he's going to throw you off. And then, like, five seconds later, boom, guy gets bucked off a horse. That's kind of like,
0: cool that she knows all that. It's
1: It's awesome, but it's also, like... Or if you quiet, just let me watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> but it, no, for the most part, it's, it's it's fascinating. But I'd say Yellowstone is the TV show that I am absolutely hooked on right okay, now. Okay,
0: couple things I've seen lately. Um, I care a lot. Have you seen that come through? It's it's one of the top shows on Netflix right now. The um, long story short, it's this, this lady who's a scam artist, and she tries to take care of these you know older people because she wants to basically. Put them in a nursing home and then take all their stuff and sell it and make you know millions of dollars off of them and whatever. She's mm-hmm. a con artist. It's it's pretty good. My husband actually he's like this is a waste of time. This show we he watched the whole thing. I fell asleep like towards the end one night and he's like don't even bother watching it. The rest of it the next day he's like it's stupid. I actually thought it was pretty. I, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, maybe like three out of five stars.
1: That's uh, not. That's enough for the me. The one to I'm them, really
0: hooked on right now is the pharmacist, and I've asked you guys. Neither one of you have watched it, but um, the gist: it's a documentary, and man, I I just have such a love for this dude. So it's an older guy, and he's a pharmacist in this small town. His son it, it ends. He's a drug addict, but his he. The family has no idea. They're like a very nice family, and he has no idea. The kid goes to buy crack, gets murdered. Of course. Of course, as one does. <laughs> And he, the long story short of the show is that he goes, he's on a mission. This dad, I just, I love a dad who's just passionate, right? He go, he's like, the police were basically like, he was buying crack, he got murdered. It happens all the time down there. They yep. really weren't going to do anything to pursue. He yep. goes to find the murderer. And then it's it goes on to reveal so much about the pill mills and mm-hmm. OxyContin and like that whole crisis, the, the opioid crisis and these doctors that are doing shady, you know, just doling out millions and millions of Oxycontin pills a year and then he he fights that he I, I don't know the passion in this man It's called the pharmacist and now I know why because I mean it really centers on this guy and his fight in the drug war It's really really good. I'm yeah. not quite done with it But I really recommend it and, like a documentary
1: and recreational marijuana is still illegal in Missouri Okay, but oxys you can give from a doctor. You know, Let me tell
0: you this oxycon thing is nuts I mean I knew it was a you know I know it's a crisis and mm-hmm. I knew there were like kickbacks and all sorts of stuff, but I mean this doctor that they focus on how about this? And how is this? How does nobody shut this down? So she's got this medical clinic that is only open at night. It's only open like,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it opens
0: up at nine o'clock at night, and you can only see her till like three o'clock in the morning, right? right. Shady, and um, you know she's she is literally—I forget what the number was—something like over a million prescriptions for oxycontin, and I'm talking like the highest dosage you can give. Yeah. And This town was seeing like a surge in overdoses. Anyway, it's fascinating. It's very eye-opening about that whole. You know the opioid crisis. It's crazy. Right.
1: We'll uh, we'll save it's the rest. Watch. We'll save the rest of our drug debate for our drug conversation uh, for another time. Yeah. Uh, Tater, the TV show you're hooked on right now. Well, speaking of drugs,
2: on okay.
0: HBO.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me reintroduce this HBO Max. Uh, I have that. I just started getting on this show last night called Euphoria, and the uh, girl Zendaya mm-hmm. stars in it. And let's just say, kids should not be watching this. There's uh, sexual activity, drugs, partying, all that going on. But it is a wild show. It's uh, one season, came out in 2019, I was just looking it up. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, so a lot of other people like it. It's kind of odd at the beginning, but you kind of get into it, and it's a wild story. Uh, I'm also catching up on Sopranos, because (laughs) I missed that when that was current. right. And then I'm trying to finish the movie that you watch, Mike. You said it's on HBO Max, uh, Pretty Little Things. I think it's just The Little Things it, is what it is. It's is the it? new Denzel okay. month.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's just called The Little Things, and it's got Denzel. And here's the thing: love me some Denzel. A little training day action. The equalizer movies were incredible. I told you, this new movie with Denzel sucks. Really? It's a terrible, terrible That's movie. Disappointing. It's, it's, it's like it's too long and it it takes like an hour. And a half before any action happens whatsoever. It's just a drag out bore fast. I'm over
2: this movie. I, well, I mean, I from where I'm stu- you know, stopped it at, I'm pretty interested in Vested right now because he plays like a cop that kind of left town and he's coming back and is bringing up old memories. And apparently Jared Leto, they only showed him once now that I've seen him so far. I know you said they didn't show him enough. Like, he apparently may be a killer, and yeah, then we have... I, make ra- sure we don't give away too much, here. for uh, yeah, those I who mean, do Yeah, I mean, it's anything you can, it. you can tell by the preview.
1: But it's just... It, it's a whole lot of buildup, and I'm telling you, the climax of that movie is very anticlimactic. Mm, it's just... Okay. It's just a whole lot of boring. And by the way, Remy Malik, this guy who played Mr. Robot, and he was uh, Freddie Mercury in he, the Queen movie. Who
0: was just amazing in that movie. Hey,
1: amazing in that movie. But he's supposed to be some, like, rugged, straight-edge cop in oh. this movie. He's, like, the scrawniest dude in Hollywood. He's got this re- this overbite, which made him a great Freddie Mercury. But, like, Remy Malik's mouth looks like it's trying with all its might to hold his teeth uh, in his mouth. Which
0: was perfect, like you said, for that role. But it's why I don't think I can watch him in anything else. Yeah, He'll but- always be Freddie Mercury to me. He's
1: like he's like well I'm trying to stop yeah. the, stop the criminals and I'm going to do it but and he's like yeah, but no. he looks like he's so scrawny which, so am I, but, like, I'm also not playing a, a hard L.A. cop in a movie. Like, it's it's, it's a completely unbelievable role for him. That's
0: got to be really hard for actors who, you know, I think Jennifer Aniston is a good example of that, where, you know, she, to me, she's always Rachel from Friends. You know, you get yeah. typecast that really sucks. I mean, although she's gotten many other jobs, but right. I, t- I think all of us will always see her as Rachel from Friends, no matter what movie she's in. Yeah. Did she try to do a serious movie one time? Didn't she? Anyone? No, I don't know. I, don't I think, think she, so. I think she did. She's just I think Adam
1: it, Sandler's girlfriend in half his movies. Is now what she is. She's of the she become part that, of the Sandler crew. That
0: still works. You know what I mean. But it I does. feel like a serious role. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Adam Sandler just goes back and forth between Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston and his love interests in all his films, and it works. He's it, making he's so got much good taste, and he's making so much <laughs> money from Netflix. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I I can't believe it. Anyway, that's what I got.
0: That's all I got today, guys. I'm tired. I haven't slept well for the last three nights in a row. I need to go home and take a nap.
1: Hmm. If only you could get some of that Missouri marijuana recreationally, oh, put no you thanks. right to sleep. No, thank you. Put you put you right to sleep. Yeah. So 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 next week, hardcore drugs and what should be legal and what shouldn't. Maybe that's not the right.
2: No, but on that drug note, real quick. No,
0: I mean, like in all seriousness, you know. So my brother died of a drug overdose, so I am sensitive to the topic. I know that, but my kids, you know, they're eight and ten, and you think like, oh, that's so young. You know, they're they're not gonna. You've got years before you have to think about drugs or whatever. Not true. I mean, and I think what's terrifying is I heard another story this week of some guy and his. His son took a, a fentanyl-laced – he bought a Xanax from somebody on a college campus, and it was actually laced with fentanyl, and he the kid died. But it's like I could see – I see how it happens even to the most innocent of kids, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's going to happen at my kid's school today, right. they're 8 and 10, but I can see where it happens, you know, kind of soon and where it's like, hey, you know, take this. It's, so, it's like candy. You're going to you're gonna love it and, you know, it'll make you feel yeah. good. And or whatever.
1: I, I could see maybe that college kid just having some trouble sleeping because they're stressed out about maybe not passing a final or stressed out totally. about money. So there's like, hey, I just de- look, I need to I need a Xanax I need a to fall something. Asleep. Yeah. yeah. And
0: right. you think you're getting one thing. It's laced with something else and you die. You T- know, so my husband, I, I share I I am brutally honest with my kids about drugs. Like I said, because of my brother, they know right. his whole story. Um, I let them watch stuff like some of this pharmacist. I've let them watch some of it. I, I kind of want them to get these visions in their head and I want them to see like what drugs look like and what they will do to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any BS or any surprises like. And I know like we, marijuana is is a different story for a lot of people. For me, right. I'm sensitive about all of it. But right. I feel like, you know, it can be a gateway drug. I'm not getting into that right now. But, you know, I, I think to be honest with kids at a super young age, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think it's a bad thing. My yeah. husband thinks I'm a little bit too soon on this and we, I don't.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what, when it comes to when it comes to marijuana, I think you and I disagree. And we have we very totally d- do, and, and, that's and, we okay. have, and we have different reasons. Like I totally see. With your brother, of course, you would feel that way, right. it would be weird if you didn't. I have a very different experience with it, so it doesn't bother me as much. Tater, you had your arms up waving. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, I have two things. I want to commend you, Jenny, for doing what you're doing with your children because obviously, that the death of your brother is very, you know, hits home for you, and you don't want to see anything happen to your children. But I also want to say that I think you're doing a, a good service to them because. Lot, I think a lot of times people try drugs because of curiosity. Yep. Now, if you introduce them and tell them what it could do to you and how you could end up and even die, the curiosity is the factor is gone there. There's still a little bit, but not, not 80, 90 percent there. You know. So I think you doing that is yep. showing them like this is what drugs are just so you're aware, because you're getting of the age where people will start talking about them.
0: I know. I mean, that's to me. To me, I, I hear you. I think it happens. You hear stories about, you know, 12, 13 year olds yeah. and my daughter's 10. I mean, she's not that far off.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think it does hit different when you're when your parent sits down and has it has like a an a, almost an adult conversation, even though maybe they're not a full, you know, they're not full adults yet. But you say, hey, you know, sit down. We're, we're going to talk about something serious here. Um, because I think it's 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 maybe hits harder that uh, coming from a parent than say from a, a teacher or a textbook in class, and like they they're they're taught that because it's in the curriculum. Right. When mom and dad teach it, it's like. Hey, sit down now because you need to know about this. There's a a certain point I think it hits harder when it's an honest conversation coming from mom and dad.
0: Because I think with drugs, I'm not trying to be all like the D.A.R.E. program here. But like I do think with drugs, it starts out as kind of like a, it's a sexy thing. It's a fun thing. It starts out as like this cool thing. You know, it does. It Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with my brother, look, I've seen the ugly side. I've seen what it really does to you physically, emotionally, you know, all of it. And then ultimately death. I mean, I... And I know I go A to Z on it a lot of times, and by no means am I judging if anybody smokes a little pot here and there. Like I'm not, believe me, I'm not judging it. And a lot of people can handle that, and and only that. But there are people like my brother who couldn't. You know, if you've got that addictive gene and trait, you can't. You can't have a little bit of anything. It's got to be all or nothing. So anyway, I don't even know why I got on that. I just think it's my husband and I have been talking about that a lot lately because I let them see. I let them see some things, you know, and because I want them to have those images. And he is like, "Don't you think, Carol?" A little early on this, and I just don't think I am. But and I don't know, and I don't that's know. okay.
1: And maybe you agree with Jenny here. Listen to this podcast. Yeah. Maybe you disagree. Hey, parenting—it's to each their own. I do feel like there's no—I mean, yes, there are some wrong ways to do it. But, I mean, you know, but 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 <laughs> but if you're try—if you what you believe is the best way to teach your children, hey, that's the best way to teach your children. You know, like no. Yeah. I think the only way to do bad parenting is to maybe don't do parenting at all. Like maybe 100%. that's that's bad parenting, but if you're if you're trying, you're doing well. All right. Sorry. Ooh, Got we, off a little random drug talk I there. I know. We ended <laughs> on kind of a weird note there, but, but. This is but the, you know what? I hope I hope you enjoyed the conversation even if you you know whether you agreed or disagreed with it. I hope you enjoy it because these are kind of some of the things that we can't really bring up and talk about any extensive deal on broadcast radio. One, I don't think it'd be entertaining. A lot of our audience may be like, "Okay, why are you even talking about this?" Just play me some Luke Bryan. <laughs> I know, like, right? <laughs> Make so, me laugh. But, but for, for those of you who do, like, this is the cool thing about this podcast. And, and you know, be a friend, tell a friend if you're if you're listening to it right now and you've enjoyed our conversations. Uh, however, you're listening, uh, if you could please, leave us a five star review if you feel that's the review we deserve. That helps us out. Helps helps us get the word out about the podcast more often. Uh, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a ranking. Maybe share this episode with your friends. If if, if you want. Yeah,
0: and you can also, if you have anything you want us to talk about specifically on the podcast or anything you want to comment on, you can do that across our social media, Q104KC. Yeah, you can. Um, And of course, we all have our own pages linked up to that as well. But
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get your company and sponsor it. You're more than welcome to do that, too. I'll throw it out. Hey, shameless plug. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, the morning after uh, podcast brought to you by your business here. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I promise we will oversell you, and if we promise you, like, two minutes, it'll probably end up being five, because that's how our conversations usually go. That's all I got. That's it. I'm done. I'm tired. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Tater. Bye.